Okay, so uh, let's just start. Um, anyway, uh, all right, get to my show notes. All right, Mike, how you doing today? Doing okay. You ready? You're actually gonna yeah. go oh. to. Uh, you're actually gonna go to an NFL oh. game this weekend. The Baltimore. Touchdown, cats. What'd you say? Golden Tate, eighty-yard touchdown. Shut the fuck up, really? Yeah. Fuck yeah, baby. Let's go, G-Man. Um, it's it's my birthday today, and the G-Man, if anything, could do me a favor, just give me one <laughs> win versus the Pats, so all the analysts can just suck Daniel Jones' cock for the rest of the week. He does it all alone. Not no one there to help him tonight. Anyway, let's get into the show. Um, we'll do a little intro here. Anyway, there was a big game on. Monday night. Holy Look. shit. Sorry. Sorry. I have to interject. That was the Patriots' first passing touchdown allowed this season. Holy shit. Um, no big deal. That's Daniel insane. Jones. Uh, honest to God, I love Daniel Jones because he's making everyone eat a fucking dick. Man, like, you hate on me? The Patriots didn't give up a passing touchdown until week six. And you know who you know who they gave it up to? Daniel Jones. No Golden big deal. Uh, yeah, and Golden Daniel team. Jones. Yeah, Ooh, did he break eleven tackles? No. All right, the, he gave it to Daniel Jones with the passing touchdown. The receiving touchdown was Golden Tate. Uh, second game. W- w- I mean, was it a long big play? Uh, it was. Uh, he threw like a fifteen-yard pass to Golden Tate, who broke like, broke one tackle and was just out. All right, so right now he's um, even with Odell Beckham. Uh, let's get to that game. Um, on Monday, uh, the Browns had a signature loss. Um, and let's just get to the one of the aspects of the game before we get to the actual game. Richard Sherman, it's just called Handshake Gate right now, lied. Should have lied. It came out later in the week that he's like, Baker wouldn't shake my hand, all this shit. And uh, it turned out there was actual video footage, and Baker shook his hand. Like, he just didn't shake his hand a second time because why, right? And uh, Sherman used that as fuel. He charged up his team to kick the shit out of the, uh, the Browns. Like, what? Like, what do you think Sherman had to gain about telling the media about this? I don't totally understand it. Uh, like Baker is playing like shit. There's enough, you know, you can rail on the guy for enough legitimate reasons. I don't know why you need to make something up. Cause like I get maybe trying to psych up your own team. being like, this motherfucker didn't shake my hand. Let's take it to him tonight. Blah, blah, blah. Like I, I get that. Right. But to tell the media. I don't think he was lying intentionally. I truly think he thought he didn't shake his hand. I could see that in the heat of the moment, you're like, okay, you don't remember the initial handshake. You go to like shake his hand when they like, um, you know, break the, you know, break the coin toss little huddle. Yeah. And he just runs away, and you're like, oh, okay, you don't want to shake my hand? Fuck you then. I, I yeah. get that. I, you know, what? I, I think that's probably the most obvious answer to things. Like it was a simple just mistake by Richard Sherman that he blew out of control. I mean, hey, look, man, whatever helps your team win, man, because he they all play with the, they play with the chip on their shoulder on Monday night. Um. The other thing about that game, yo, apparently, I, I love it. College fucking rivalry, Ohio State, Oklahoma, not really a rivalry, but the big game, apparently, uh, I had no idea, but Baker Mayfield flew the flag and just put it right into the Buckeye in Ohio State in 2016. Well, a couple years later, Nick Bosa returned the favor and did the same thing on the Niners turf, and um, he returned the favor. He still had a chip on his shoulder. Now, my, my thing about this is, do you think that, like, because Baker's so outspoken that people are going to step up to try to shut his ass up until he be humbles himself. Miller, what do you say about this? No, I don't think that's the case. And I think even if it is the case, who cares? These guys are all 
unbelievably competitive egomaniac athletes. They don't need extra incentive. They're all out there playing for their livelihood and playing for their jobs and putting their life on the line every week. Whether or not Baker Mayfield's a dick, who cares? It's not like Mason Rudolph seems like a very nice guy, and he almost fucking died last week. Yeah, but that, Thomas but that hit broke was, his brain in half. Yeah, no, but that that hit like when you looked at it in slow, super slow mo, it didn't even look that bad. Like it wasn't a dirty hit. It wasn't like a, a absolute like cleater or nothing like that. It wasn't a headshot, really. He hit him, hit his jaw a little bit, and the guy was knocked out on his feet. That was, I mean, it was scary yeah, to look guys, at. It's not like in the moment they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to really kill this guy because he's a fucking dick. Like, they're all trying to kill each other, anyone who's not wearing your uniform. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with that. But, like, there's some, there's some people that get under your skin where you go to that extra level, and I think Baker brings that out in people. Eh, I don't think I don't I don't buy into it. I don't think Baker or no Baker. It doesn't matter. These guys want to win regardless. Okay, my other talking point this week to start the show off is the tank ball on Sunday. I just want to talk about it: the skins versus the fins for the for basically Tua. Are we going to see a straight up team like like run into their own end zone and pump the ball out of it? Like like this is for Tua. Like what like. What do you think this game means to each team that's actually participating on the field? Because the front offices want you to lose. Yeah, the teams on the field are going to work their ass off and they're going to try their hardest because most of those guys are playing. Most of those guys are playing to be on an NFL roster next year and they have no guarantees at all. And most of them have not made any money in their career. So you can't tell me these guys are going to be trying to lose. The best thing these NFL GMs could do is like, or coaches even it's like the problem is the coaches don't want to lose either because they're also playing for their jobs. I don't think the uh, Dolphins guy is playing I, I, for his job. He just got hired. There's no way you fire this guy after selling the whole squad after one year. You, you like it's not his fault. Who the Dolphins head coach, the guy from the Patriots, Brian Flores. Yeah, um, yeah. But what about the Redskins coach, interim coach, who's now, you know, if he if he if he shows up well, he could be the head coach next year. Yeah, if he doesn't, he will be he will be playing. He'll be coaching his ass off, and not to say the Flores won't, but I, I I he's not safe because he's an interim guy. Well, Flores they made the 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 decision to hire, and then they sold the entire team off. So like, if you fire him after one year, that's total bullshit. Yeah, because the, Gi- the Giants just sacked Brady, fumbled it, and returned it for a touchdown. Shut the fuck up. Fourteen <laughs> fourteen. Fuck yeah, Giants. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, who scored the second touchdown for the Pats, by the way? Uh, I don't know. Didn't see it. All right. Anyway, I, I am. this is how much I love you guys. But I am sacrificing possibly the best Giants game all year on my birthday to do the <laughs> show. You're doing awesome without you watching it. <laughs> I, I know, man. We got to finish this. All right. So, Tank Bowl. Uh, who, do you, who do you think wins this Tank Bowl here? Who do you think sucks the most? You mean loses? Yeah. Uh, I, I think the Redskins win the game and lose the tank bowl. Um, I think Miami's getting to it regardless. I don't think the Redskins will take to it. If they get the number one pick, I think they'll trade down to two or whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, I just think the Redskins are a better football team than the Dolphins. All right, now the real winner of this game is the Bengals because they sit at 0-4 and they don't have to play in a, in a game against a 0-0 team. They can still just be 0-5 and next week without having the chance to become 1-5, you know, 1-4. Now, the Bengals are clearly at this point trying to tank for Tua. Um, do you think that when AJ Green now he's practicing, he's got his, you know he's limited participation. Let's just say best case scenario, he returns a game eight right two weeks from now. He's healthy. 
Stressman game eight. Do they trade him before the deadline? Because the deadline is October 29th. Or are they just trying to put asses in the seats and like they're forgoing the third or fourth round pick they might get for this guy? I think the uh, ooh, Josh Gordon's hurt. Um, I think that fuck you, Watts. Depends, <laughs> I think that entirely depends on uh, what kind of return they get offered. If they get, I think it's tough to to turn down a second round pick or a second and a third or if, potentially even a first. Which, if, if you're uh, a if GM, I think they would get. If you're a GM. Um, and you're and you're a competing team, right? Like maybe if you're the yeah. Pats, because you're, you're going to give them like the thirty first or thirty second pick, maybe you give them a yeah. second pick. I don't see a team giving them the thirty first, thirty second pick. You could sign this guy on the cheap, probably in the off season. He's thirty two years old, coming into next season with injury history. He hasn't he's been healthy the last two, probably three years. He hasn't played a full season. He's on the decline. I think you can get him for cheap if next year. So I mean, unless you're just a team that just absolutely needs a receiver, and this is the guy, why would you ever give up anything more than like a fourth or a third? Yeah, a third because a third's not going to get it done because they can get a third from a compensation pick. So if you want to trade for him, you got to at least give a second. And the only team I think I could see giving a first would be the Patriots, just because I think there's pretty high confidence it's going to be a very late first. There's no um, chance so the Patriots like, aren't in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, there's almost no chance they don't even go far. So, like, the Patriots are the only team I could think, and they have a need at, a, for an alpha receiver. Mm-hmm. Like, he would put them over the top offensively, replace Antonio Brown. So, I can see that making sense. Otherwise, a team like Oakland or Buffalo, you can't give more than a second. Oakland, they already traded like a fifth for Zay Jones. I think that's that's their move this offseason. Like they're they're three and two, and they have they're in a tough division. They have the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Broncos. Why if if there wasn't for a couple lucky things that happened in the game, they might be three and two. So they're not that bad, really. And um, the other team at division is the Chargers, who again they perpetually stink because of unlucky shit, like. <laughs> like I, I, they, 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 unexplainable reasons. Unexplainable reasons. I actually watched this document, this uh, this not document, but like a YouTube video about how in 2014 they finished the year at the number one defense and the number one offense, but they missed the playoffs because their special teams cost them like five, six games. It was wild, dude. You're really stretching the uh, the use of the word documentary there. Well, watching yeah. a YouTube video. No, no, but these YouTube videos are like 25 minutes and like super researched and like like it, it's just as good as a history documentary, you know? Like was Ken Burns was Ken Burns narrating it? No, 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 no. It was some dude on fucking Sports Nation. Um, all right. So going into now uh, our next segment, uh, worried or not? Let's let's go back to the Browns game. Baker Mayfield. How important is this next game uh, in at home versus Seattle to Baker? He's he has a lot to prove. He had a great second half of last season. He's had an awful first half, except for the Baltimore game. He's played like shit. Baker Mayfield, uh, what do you think about? Are you worried? And will he perform on Sunday? I think he's been a regular on this segment, and my answer every time is, how could you not be worried? Uh, he's playing like absolute shit. There's no two ways about it. Part of it's the offensive line, but it's not entirely the offensive line. When, even when he has time, he's not making accurate throws. He's rolling out to his right constantly. He's not throwing well on the run. He's not making good decisions on his reads. He's not playing well at all in any facet of a game. Um, Rex Ryan. I don't know. Rex, let me see. Rex Ryan has dubbed him a one-check quarterback, where he sees his first read and he locks in on him. Now, 
My thing. It's even worse, he's not making the right read either. He's, you know, he's trying to force things that aren't there instead of taking the easy completions when they are there. I have my. I don't mind blaming it. And see, like for me, like, are you worried by the way about Baker? You said yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I don't f- see like I'm going to uh, air into the thing where I'm worried about the Browns organization more than I am about Baker. Baker has all the talent in the world. He has the will to win. I think he has the work ethic because like the guys are walk on in two separate schools like he has that drive. I think that the Browns management to put Freddie Kitchens in charge after was the guy Williams. He he's the guy that uh, orchestrated the head coaching last year that brought him to that seven, eight and one point after Hugh Jackson screwed him. Like how do you, I don't know how you don't hire that guy or a, or a uh, up and coming coach. And you put kitchens there. Who's basically like, um, uh, what's his face? Baker Mayfield's buddy. Like how could you be, you don't need to be this guy's buddy. You need to be this guy's head coach. You need to develop this player. And the Browns haven't developed a fucking, uh, starting quarterback in my lifetime. Miller? Yeah, I, what do you want me to say? I'm worried about Big Mayfield. I don't know. What else do you want me to say about it? All right, well. I'm, I'm still worried about Big Mayfield. It's only been 30 seconds since you asked me. Okay, um, well, I was going to say, uh, off of my comments, like, what do you think about that? I don't think Freddie Kitchens is the problem. I don't, I think he's part of the problem. Um, Play calling has been terrible. They're the most penalized team in the league. Maybe he's in over his head. I don't know. I would have. I don't. I didn't have a problem when they hired him, so I'm not going to go revisionist history here with it. I thought it was a good hire. Mm-hmm. Greg Williams is a fucking zero. No loss there. I thought they put together a great staff. I thought Steve Wilkes was a good DC hire, and Todd Munkin did wonders last year for Tampa Bay's offense. Um, I thought he was a great offensive coordinator hire. I don't know. Everything on paper looks good. I don't know why it has not only not worked, but it has been an absolute disaster. Okay, and, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure they can figure it out. Last thing about the Browns, um, OBJ, um, he's a great player. We all know his talent. Now, he has been underperforming, and which is which will be fine if they were winning, right? Like, let's say they were, he just wasn't getting his touches, but the, the team is winning like they were supposed to. Do you feel that if it goes this way, another couple of games, it could be a serious problem for him in this locker room? No, I don't. I don't think he was a problem in the Giants locker room. You know, he signed an extension to stay here willingly, even when the team wasn't good. I think that all that shit's overblown. Sure, he's going to bitch and complain if he's not, if the team's bad and he's also not, you know, the quarterback's not getting involved like every receiver will. They're all divas, so I don't know. I don't think it'll be an issue. Okay, moving on. Um, Lightly, I, want, I just want to sprinkle a little bit of worry. Nuke. DeAndre Hopkins, the guy's the most consistent receiver in the NFL the last several years. He's put up one amazing game on opening night, and then the rest has been kind of duddish. Um, like, how many games is he going to buy with that name before you start to worry? Now we're, like, five games into the season, four duds, one, one, one blow up. Are you getting a little bit, hey, Nuke, let's fucking get, get it going here yet? Or are you fine, he's Nuke, whatever? Uh, so I saw a great tweet the other day. Um... Somebody posed the question on Twitter, you know, who's if you could pick one retired athlete to play to watch play one more game, who would it be? And somebody replied and quote tweeted and replied the, with the answer, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, <laughs> um, which got a, an audible chuckle for me when I saw it. Um, yeah, I, the guy has basically been invisible since week one. Um, I think you have to be worried um, for two reasons. One, 
the team is playing well. The offense is playing well. The offense is clicking. Deshaun Watson's playing great. Everything's playing great. So there's no immediacy for them to look for a reason to change things. Things are they're clicking. They're playing well. Mm-hmm. He's just not putting up numbers. I think the second reason to be concerned about him, and I have been wrong about this forever, but my number one knock against DeAndre Hopkins for the last five years, ever since he came in the league, is the guy's numbers when he puts up these monster seasons were buoyed by the fact that he got 170, 180, 200 targets, like absolute monster, monster, monster target seasons. And it kept happening because they had no one else on the team. I they will get someone on the team and he would get hurt. I will 100% so, back you up on that because you told you were mocking cheese years ago about how you were like so, so on DeAndre because he gets like 30% of the targets. It's just so it's and the question is how sustainable is it? And so, you know, it's like, oh, they draft Will Fuller. It's like, it's like oh, it's going to change now because Fuller's actually an okay receiver. And then it's like, oh, Fuller gets hurt every year, so it never ends up changing. It's like, oh, they got Fuller and Cutie. Oh, they're both hurt. And it's like, now they got Stills, and then he's hurt. But it's like, so, yeah, at some point, this guy, at some point, teams are either going to start doubling him, and the, the Texans have other options to throw to. Like, it's a concern. I mean, I, and it's not because he, he's not playing badly. He's just not getting 10 targets a game. So mm-hmm. I don't see how you could be concerned. How you could be not concerned about it. I think that he's still going to be a. Uh, he's just not. I don't think he's the elite, elite guy anymore. I think he's more of a low end wide receiver one to a, a more wide receiver two because he's not getting that um, volume, like you said. Yeah, I, I don't know what his look. He has monster upside any given week for sure. He's a great. He is a physically great receiver, great talented guy. But he's like a right now in fantasy. I think he's a wide receiver three on the season. I'm like. Really, I I, I would say low and wide receiver two at the worst. He had that monster week one. No, he's no, had I'm solid saying weeks. just statistically right now where he stands. I think he's like wide receiver thirty eight on the season or something. Really, I, I geez, that's pretty low. All right, moving on to the next person. Um, again, he's back on here not because of his gameplay. He had a, his best game arguably of the year against the Seattle Seahawks. Todd Gurley killed it on Thursday last Thursday night. A phantom quad injury came about. Um, they the 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 McVay said they knew the deal and it wasn't a big fucking thing but like now he's not practicing and now the media's sort of brewing it up a little bit and McVay comes out today he's like we need to get uh this guy who hasn't got a fucking touch all year one touch actually two touches one, I think one touch all year Henderson we had him more involved blah 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 um are, are you starting to worry a little bit about Todd Gurley because it, it's now game five and it, it looks like he's starting to break down a little bit because now he's got the quad thing. Maybe he's compensating because of the, of the, of the knee. I don't know. Mike, as a, as a Todd Gurley owner, are you scared? Mike? Oh man, we disconnected. So, um, all right, we're on pause. Gurley, are you as a girly owner? Are you scared? Um, not particularly. Uh, it's a quad injury. Like it's week six in the NFL. Eighty percent of the league has some sort of nagging injury or something banged up. Uh, I, I'm not. I don't think that there's any science that shows any kind of knee arthritis lead to quad contusions, which is a quad bruise, which could happen to anyone who plays running back because you get guys hitting you constantly. So um, sure, I don't like any of my players to be injured, but I'm not overly worried about this because it's Todd Gurley. Okay, I, I respect that, and um, I'm not, I'm not. Here's the thing, like, I'm not worried about his skill, right? I'm, a, I'm just, I think that maybe he's, he just needs to 
speed scale down a little bit. They need to either lean on Malcolm Brown or Henderson because that like twenty five yard, like twenty five touches a game is just like too much for this guy at this point. He needs to just fucking get his like fifteen to twenty touches and just be a monster. Get those goal line touches. Get those between the twenty touches and stuff like that. And then like you know pepper in the other two guys. Um, the Rams now. Um, the Rams lost two games straight. Looked rough. Um, you're a McVay detractor. Are you worried about the Rams in general going forward because the Niners look really good, the Seahawks were really good, and the Cardinals aren't pushovers anymore with um I mean, well eventually they'll start scoring touchdowns. There's no way they kick field goals all year. <laughs> never say never. <laughs> um yeah, the Rams are in a tough spot here because um defensively Aaron Donald has not been the same player without Ndamukong Sue there next to him. Teams are able to double team him and they've neutralized him a lot to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, secondary been mostly okay. Uh, offensively, they've been a disaster. Brandon Cooks has done absolutely nothing all season. T- Woods has been up and down. Jared Goff's been terrible. And Gurley, who was really the engine of the team last year, has not really gotten going much. Um, and the play calling has been bad, and McVay sucks. So, yeah, it, it's, I mean, you could argue, you could easily argue they're the third best team in that division. And I don't think, I don't think that's a hot take. So, yeah, I don't know how you can not be concerned. This weekend, is it a must-win uh, Rams-Niners for them? Uh, Mike? But yeah, it's a pretty important game. If they want to win the division instead of a wild card. Yeah, for sure. Okay, last thing, are, are you worried? Um, the Atlanta Falcons, not not like obviously their season is pretty much over. Is it almost time to blow up this squad? Trade Julio, get rid of Matt Ryan. Like, whatever's going on here is just not working. Like, I don't care how many yards they put up. It's just, it's this team is not going to win. Like, they need to just rebuild this point. Are you feel they're at this point, or they can still maybe get another run out of these people? Yeah, I don't think they're at the. I don't think it's at that point yet. Um, just signed Julio to an extension. Still have Ridley there. He's young. Matt Ryan's been playing okay. He's not showing signs of really slowing down at this point. The biggest issue they have is their defense. Their defense is terrible. And in addition to that, they have like four or five massive key injuries on defense, which doesn't help. So, look, not much you can do about that, but I would not I would not blow it up. All right, good. I think that I just, again, like unless they have a lot of cap room to just buy a defense – Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, like how many years do you really got left? I mean, you got this year's loss, I feel. You got next year. I Probably think got two, two to three more years, Max. All right. Um, it's, a, it's a short window, but mm. I think there's a window there. All right. Believe it or not, we're on the next segment. Uh, I'm going to start with my boy, CMC. Is he the new Marshall Falk? Is he the best running back in the NFL? Mike. Uh, best running back in the NFL, probably. I don't see that. It's tough to really argue against him at this point. He's an absolute monster. Ever since Cam's gone down, that team has been a million times better. Uh, I know that you're a Cam detractor, and I wasn't up until you brought up a couple good points about his game. They were looked awful with Cam out there when he's running around doing dumb shit. Um, Mike, you still with me? Um, okay. Yeah. I heard the beginning of a Cam Newton. All right, Cam Newton, he's the um, 
ever since he's gone down, they've looked so much better. Now, I know, know you're a Cam Newton detractor. Is this, a, is this a, just a Cam Newton, he's out of, the, out of the way now, and they could actually perform to up to speed? Or is, is, uh, is the CMC the real deal, and he's carrying the squad? Uh, I think more the latter. I think Cam gets his job back whenever he's healthy enough to do so. Um, Kyle Allen has looked okay in spots. Uh, I don't think he's the long-term answer there. Okay, Will Fuller. Is he going to stay healthy and be the real deal out in Houston? Or is this just a one-time thing? No, this is what Will Fuller does. Every every 10, 15 games or so, Will Fuller has five catches or six catches for 180 yards and two touchdowns or whatever it is. And and then he'll go back to – he's a boomer bust kind of guy. It's just the style of play he has. And he's also constantly injured, to your is point. Is he the most efficient player of all time? I think technically, statistically speaking, I think it's Tyler Lockett, but – <laughs> um, next, and I Fuller, know Fuller's got to be up there in terms of catches per touchdown. Next, um, and I know you're—I know you know your answer to this. Gardner Minshew is he the quarterback for the Jaguars going forward? Yes, unless he completely falls on his face. So I'll hedge myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. But if he keeps playing remotely as good as he's been playing, no chance Fuller get that. I was having an argument about this with Steve, and he's like. First of all, the bar to be as good or better than Foles is not all that high, right? He's not stepping in for an injured Drew Brees and playing well, and it's like, oh. So, and Steve's like, oh, he's not, Foles is going to get his job back because they're paying him all this money and they're not paying Minshew any money. The thing is, that's the exact reason Foles is not going to get his job back. If you could get the same production out of a sixth-round quarterback and pay him nothing that you could get out of a guy you're paying $25 million a year to, why the hell would you pay the guy $25 million a year? Exactly. That's the exact point. So they'll figure out some creative way to get rid of Foles and trade him to a team who needs a quarterback. Um, some post-June cut cap hit thing, whatever. I'm not a fucking NFL cap wizard. I don't understand this stuff. But teams always find a way to make it work. And teams always need quarterbacks. At the very, Foles, at the very least, I'm sorry, at the very yeah. least, um, you keep Foles for the next year in case something happens to Minshew. And the, the salary is just even out. Yeah, I just don't see it. I don't see. I don't see them spending twenty million dollars on a backup quarterback. I think they can get rid of him. I think they can find a trading partner for him, and I think you can use that twenty million bucks to really improve the team. Plus, they're going to have some money from no, no Ramsey as well. Um, going on, 49ers, four and zero, absolutely dominant performance on Monday night. Are they a legit contender in the NFC? Too too early to tell. I mean, a legit contender in the NFC in the sense that they're probably in the playoffs. Sure, the NFC sucks, but. No, the um, NFC is better than the AFC, by far. They all suck except for the Patriots. No. Um, and the, maybe the Chiefs. I don't know. Maybe they suck now, too. I can't keep track. Um, uh, so the, the Niners, and here's my point. The Niners could be a legit team. Their defense looks great. Um, they've played almost nobody to the extent, you know, Cleveland notwithstanding. But they really haven't had a tough schedule. Um, I don't know. My, my test of a team being a legit contender or not is can you win in all facets of a game? Can you dominate a game defensively and then just kill the other team when you have to? Can you run the ball and just destroy a team and just melt the clock when you have a lead? But the third aspect of that, which we haven't seen them do, can they win a shootout? Can they win a game when they, when they have to come back from 10, 14 points down? Like, you see teams like the Titans or the Jags every year look great and win a bunch of games regular season and get into the playoffs and not really play anyone. And your style of play, when you have a very good defense and you can run the ball, that looks great when it's working. 
all of a sudden you find yourself down 10, 14 points to the Patriots or to any good team and you play in the playoffs and you're like, uh, okay, now we need Jimmy G to go out there and actually win this game for us. <laughs> and like, can he do it? And I don't, and I'm not saying he can't do it. I don't know if he can do it because we haven't seen it. So mm-hmm. to be determined, if, now, if they're down 10 points at the Rams and Jimmy G comes out and leads them down the field and drives on the field and, and scores a touchdown and then does it again, stops them, defense stops them, drives on the field and scores a touchdown again, and they win, mm-hmm. I'll be impressed and I'll say, yes, they're legit contenders. I am on board with everything but their quarterback. I believe their defense, their run game, their coach, their special teams, their the receivers aren't that great. Their quarterback is the biggest question mark to me. He started less games in this league than Darnold and Brady. I'm sorry, and, uh, and uh, Darnold, Allen, like all these guys from last year. He's he has less experience. He's 27 or 28 years old. Next team, the Seahawks. Uh, are they? At, are they like never not rebuilding? Are they just legit contenders this year out of nowhere? Yeah, look, I think as, I wouldn't even say out of nowhere. Russell Wilson is one of the five best players in the league. As long as you have Russell Wilson, I don't think you're ever by the way, not a legit contender. By the way, in that league where I drafted for you, um, yeah. are you still doing very well? It's not. As, it hasn't been great. Or it's, that Russell Wilson trade. Not... The Russell Wilson trade has been a disaster. <laughs> okay, because you'd be in first, I imagine, right? I don't know. Maybe first or second. But, yeah, it's, uh, been, it's bad. <laughs> All right. Um, next. Oh, I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. The Seahawks. Uh, are, they, are they for sure contenders here? I mean – Contenders to make it to the playoffs? Sure, I don't. No, I'd be shocked for the for the bowl. The if, you, if, if they were but in the Super Bowl, would you be shocked? If they were in the Super Bowl, yeah, I'd be pretty surprised. All right, I think that they're hard hard home team. I think they got the best quarterback in the league. I think if I had to have one game, I'd rather have Russell Wilson than Mahomes. I think for the whole season, I'd rather have Mahomes. But Russell Wilson, he just magic. The guy's great. Next question. Last question are, do you believe it or not, Teddy Bridgewater played amazing that second game. They let him throw the ball around a little bit. Him and Michael Thomas got a great connection. If Drew Brees retires next this year, right, they say this is he calls it a game, is Teddy Bridgewater sorry, is Teddy Bridgewater the next quarterback of the New Orleans Saints? Yes. Um, he took less money to stay as the Saints backup quarterback rather than go compete to be a starting quarterback in Miami this year. Uh, the only my understanding of it from reading people who were in the know so to speak is that was kind of done with a handshake agreement of look when breeze is done you're gonna get the first crack at it i like it i think he's got high draft capital capital he was looking good up until he had that awful injury and he's man he's worked hard he's managed to come back i think he deserves a second shot in this league and what a better position for him to be in than the getting the baton from Drew Brees and that Saints team who has a great run game, great line, great defense. And he's a great, he's a quarterback to just go in there seamlessly and take over the real, the, the range. Sean Payton as well helps. I mean, I mean, obviously their head coach is what, but outside of Belichick, who's a better head coach. Yeah. Yeah. All right. To our league, biggest blowout of the week. Miller, you got spared. I would say Doug Peterson, but anyway, that's, that's his Eagles coach. Yeah. Nah. It's it's. I would I would give him the third best coach. Sean Payton's been doing it in this league for since two thousand and what, like seven, two thousand six, and he's yeah. been. Doug Peterson has been doing it for four or five years. Let's let's give him a ten year of that long before we start saying he's better than Sean Payton. All right. Fair enough. Um, biggest. I'm bl- oh, sorry. Going back to the league of record, the league of short main fantasy fantasy gentlemen. Biggest blowout last week. Feinberg over Cheese, fifty five point six. 
to Cheese's 77.2. Cheese, sad, sad score. Uh, I know that Le'Veon Bell is going to be eaten, but when? He's hungry. Um, <laughs> closest game of the week is Wild Dan 113.2 over Steve, 105.8. Steve tanked. He should get a violation for starting Debo Samuels. <laughs> I mean, that's what's going around. Uh, uh, I, I I actually had a conversation with Steve about this um, uh, just a few days ago. He was telling me his biggest need is running back and his biggest strength as a team is wide receiver. I'm like, you just started Debo Samuel, dude. Yeah, if you're starting Debo Samuel and it's not like injuries or buys are happening, it's 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 a rough go. I mean, that's that's a rough thing because outside of one game this year, he's been I mean, awful. Fantasy. I didn't even know he had a good game. Mm. More than I more than I knew. He had one game where he scored like 20 points, and that was. He was looking good that one game, but like that one game, I think he had two touchdowns. Um, going to the league of record just to throw out the scores from week five. Former first place Miller lost to Brian one twenty eight to one ninety seven. Miller, I mean, I I said I was bringing the heat. Second highest score of the league all time. Yeah, I mean, the only good news is at least none of the decisions I made or didn't make mattered because who gives a shit? Because you had a monster week. So congratulations to you. I made if I would have started Breeze, I would have crushed your all time. I'm oh, sorry, Brietta. If I would have started Brietta, I would have crushed your all time high score. That's my only mis- only mistake. Um, the Peckler heads beat the tanks of Donk, uh, 102 to 53. Good for the Peckler heads to get another win. Good for Donk to get another loss. The Swagger Jackers kicked the shit out of the Fakers, which is Justin Herman. Justin now is three and two, and he's gonna on a steady way down. Donk, that's good for you because you own his pick. Uh, for Mark Ingram, of all people, why would you trade multiple first for Mark Ingram? Yuck. Um, now, last chance you beat Kuhn, and now he's puffing his chest, Watts. Watts, if you listen to the show, <laughs> your team sucks, bro. It's just no good. Uh, I don't like any part of it outside of maybe Aaron Jones. I, what about the Bears' defense? Don't you lie about the Bears' defense. I, yeah, he's acting like I'm, a, like I'm a, a fucking weirdo and a crazy man. I said, like, yo, I'll give you... I, if I gave you anything for a defense, you should just be like, yeah, sure, why not? Like, well, I don't know. I, I forget what you offered him. I can't remember. I think it was like a 2021 third. Uh, but even even if it's a late third in 2021, it's like, yeah, take the D. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like, whatever. I don't care. Um, But all right. But, but at least shot the D around. Just don't hold on to the D. What the hell are you holding on to the D for? Um, He beat uh, Dak and Yale. Dak and Yale, by the way, called the quits. He threw out his uh, roster today. All takers for any of his team. He wants to, to, to revamp his roster. Feinberg kicked the shit out of Cheese, little Jordan Humphreys, like we said before. I just want to see why Cheese scored only 77 points. Oh, Melvin Gordon, 5. Le'Veon Bell, 12. Good for him. It's because uh, his team's not good. Oh, yeah. No, no. You know what? Miller says that right at the bottom of the list. Right there. Not, not good. Team not good. And the last match of the week uh, was uh, Wild Dan over Steve, like we talked about. Okay, moving on to the next thing of the week is, I believe, the spreads. And let's quickly go through the spreads, Miller. Okay, we're going to do the spreads for the week real quick here. Let's do Westgate because that's what we have been doing. The New York Giants – well, we're not going to do that game. Um, (laughs) Carolina, Tampa Bay. Carolina at Tampa Bay. Um, Carolina laying two and a half to Tampa Bay. Miller, who do you have? I'm actually going to take Tampa Bay here. Um, I think it's a close game. I don't really have a great thought one way or the other. Could go either way. I'm going to go with the home team. 
I'm going to go Carolina. I like their entire team better than Tampa. Tampa's got a great passing attack, and everything else in their, their whole squad can use some work. So give me Tampa Bay getting points. I'm sorry, draw. Damn, at home. All right, I'm still going to take them. Tampa Bay leaving points at, at, at away. away. Cincinnati at Baltimore. It's a division matchup. Cincinnati. I'm sorry, Baltimore laying 10.5 against Cincinnati. This is a lot of points. Miller, I'm oh, going to go. There. Shout out to TK. Shout out to the Binghamton crew All right, in the so building. Attendance. Fucking Beta is going to be in the house. I'm going to go for the home team, Baltimore. They're not that great, but I think Cincinnati's so bad that they just they just beat them up. I think that L. Jackson, that whole squad, is just just too much offense for them. Their defense, I, for the first time in a long time, the offense isn't bad, and their defense sucks in Baltimore. I'm taking Baltimore 10.5. I don't think Cincinnati's got anything. Miller, what do you say? You're there today. Yeah, this weekend. Almost there. Um, yeah, I can't possibly bet on the Bengals um, with only ten points. Uh, the offense actually has been okay. To your point, shockingly enough, their defense is bad. Baltimore can put up points in a hurry. I, I give, me, give me Baltimore. My whole thing is, I'd rather lose money betting on Baltimore than win money betting on the Bengals. I, I it's dirty to me. I We'd can't do it. Definitely rather win. I'm sorry. Oh. Bengals, but. I can't bring myself to bet the Bengals. I'll never bet the Bengals. You, you've you've soured me forever with that Bengals Patriots bet. Can't ever do it again. Um, <laughs> next next one up, Seattle at Cleveland. Um, Seattle lane only a point, but Cleveland's been reeling. Uh, Miller, we're gonna go to you. Who do you got? Cleveland at home versus Seattle. Cl- Seattle lane a point. <sighs> um, Seattle not great on the road historically. Uh, you know what? Give me Cleveland bounce back game. I don't know. Uh, it's probably stupid. I, I'm surprised it's only a point. I feel like it should be like four or five points. Um, but whatever. Maybe Cleveland figures out how to do something this week. Um, I don't know, man. I I, I want to say Cleveland because they've gone loss win loss win win. I'm assuming, right? But uh, give me Seattle. I think that they're just the better coach team. They're the better prepared team. They got the better quarterback, and. This is a very important game for Cleveland, but give me Seattle laying a point in Cleveland. Next game, Houston at Kansas City. Kansas City laying four and a half. Kansas City not been playing very great. Houston's a great offense. Houston's going to Kansas City, and uh, give me Houston. I, I think, I don't know why. I don't know why I'm going to bet against Mahomes. It's going to totally fuck me here, but I'm going to, I'm going Houston this week. I just think that. The, there's something wrong with the Chiefs. Maybe too many people are lost in the offense, too many people are lost in the defense. Give me the Houston Texans. I'm going to go back to the well with KC. Houston's secondary is the weakest part of their team. Uh, I, ho- I The only question is, is Mahomes 100% uh, or even close to 100%? If, if his ankle's an issue, it's, it's, you know I'm going to lose this bet. But um, I think KC going, you know, getting going, KC at home. I think Houston secondary very exploitable. Uh, I think they can, this can be a get right game for Mahomes in that offense. Okay, okay. Next game, New Orleans at Jacksonville. It's it's the stash versus the Bridgewater. Jacksonville laying a point and a half at home. Uh, give me New Orleans. I think they're just the better team. I love I love Gardner Minshew. I, I I would be even mad if Gardner Minshew won this game, but I think the Saints are too good all over the field. I think that they have the probably the best backup quarterback in the league right now in Teddy Bridgewater. Give me the Saints getting points. Give me the Saints. Miller? Uh, um, I think they're laying a point. Isn't New Orleans laying one or one and a half? In mine it says Jacksonville minus one and a half. 
Okay. All right. I stand corrected. Um, yeah, I don't, this is, was almost my lock of the week. Um, massively. I think the saints are huge favorites in this game. I'm shocked. This is only a point. I don't know. The saints should be laying three, four, five points here easily. Um, I don't, yeah, this is, it's like Minshew mania is like found its way into the betting. <laughs> yeah. They love the stash, man. Yeah, so I don't know. Give me New Orleans. Uh, Watts is locked the week at Jacksonville. I hate it. Philadelphia at Minnesota. Minnesota laying three to Philly. Um, give me... I'm going to say give me Philly. I hate to do it because I hate Philly. But I think that, that Wentz and that team are just better. Like than, They're better coach. They're, they got better talent. Give me Philly getting three points. Miller? I'm going to go on the other side. Uh, even Minnesota, I think Cousins proved last week that that passing game can work um, in the right situation. Philly is the only defense in the league that has a worse secondary than the Giants do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they can beat you through the air. And uh, if Minnesota plays a team that they can throw the ball against and run the ball against and they can be a two-dimensional team, I think they're a pretty tough team to stop combined with a pretty good defense. Excellent. Next game, Washington at Miami. Washington's laying three and a half at Miami. New coach for Washington. Uh, I say Washington covers the spread. I think they beat the shit out of Miami. I think that new coach, uh, Callahan, he comes in hot, teams ready to go, change the scenery. On that point, I think Washington covers. Miller? Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think Washington um, comes out fired up. Uh, and I think they're just, I honestly just think they're a much better team than, uh, than Miami, who just, just in terms of talent, Miami is just one of the worst rosters I've ever seen. Ever. Uh, but it's on purpose because they're tanking. Uh, next game, San Francisco at LA. Uh, LA lay in three. Give me San Francisco. I think they're legit. I think they're actually better than um, the Rams. And they're getting three points. This is my also my lock of the week. Give me the Niners minus a plus three. Miller? Oh, this one's tough. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams. Okay. All right. I respect it. I think, I honestly, I think it's going to be a close game. Though. I, don't, I, I, I don't really have feel strongly one way or the other. I, I have a hard time. I don't know. I have a hard time buying into San Fran still. So we'll see if that changes. Atlanta at Arizona. Atlanta laying two and a half. Um, give me Atlanta in this game. Atlanta scores touchdowns. Arizona kicks field goals. And I think Atlanta just pulls this one out. Atlanta. I'm going to go Arizona. I think this is the week that they actually get into the end zone. And Atlanta seems like a perfect uh, kind of remedy to get that start working. Dallas at New Jersey. Dallas laying seven to the fucking Jets. Sam Donald's coming back. Adam Gase is a mess. This team's a mess. Give me uh, was there? Chris Herndon took one route, hurt his hammy. Give me Dallas. I think Dallas crushes the Jets like everyone's been crushing the Jets all year. I don't give a fuck if, if Sam Donald's coming back. That team sucks this year. Give me the Cowboys. Yeah, I think it'll be closer than you do. I want the. I'll also take the Cowboys. Um, I think the Jets' offense will look much better. Obviously, it's a very low bar. Um, I mean, this would be a 16, 17-point spread, I think, if, if Luke Falk was still starting. Luke Falk's uh, the worst quarterback to maybe ever play. The Cowboys have just beaten the shit out of bad teams this year, and the Jets' defense is the biggest issue they have right now, and the Cowboys' offense is going to score at will on them. 
Tennessee at Denver. Denver laying two and a half points. Give me Tennessee. Denver has one of the worst rush defenses. Tennessee, all they wanted to do was run. Give me Tennessee to just win the game. Give me Tennessee. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. Uh, I think Tennessee's a better team than Denver. Um, I, I don't. Denver has shown me nothing all year. Um, just Tennessee's at least had flashes of being an okay team. So give me Tennessee. Pittsburgh at L.A. Um, this is not even really a home game for L.A. because they have no home games. L.A.'s laying seven. Give me Pittsburgh. I don't care who the quarterback is. I just think it's going to be a closer game because the Chargers are inept. Miller? Uh, this is my lock of the week. Um, the Steelers are just so banged up. I don't care what team it is. Any team starting their third-string quarterback in it with a spread of only seven points against, like, not the Dolphins, like an actually competent team is crazy to me. Like, I, the third, I, think, I think people forget or misunder or, like, you know, kind of forget how big a drop-off it is. Not from the first-string quarterback, second-string quarterback, which it is, but then the second-string quarterback, the third-string quarterback. Like, this is a guy who's never – had any business ever seven foot on an NFL field for a professional game and starting. And they lost, they lost their wildcat guy in Samuels too. <laughs> Samuels is out. James Washington's out. This team is a mess. Their playbook's going to be so one dimensional. If they get down by three points, this game's over. They're not going to be able to do anything. The defense has played pretty well. I'll give them that. But Chargers should, I, I don't This is my lock of the week. I think the Chargers win by 14 easy. Okay, and uh, finally on um, wait, did I go into the uh, on, oh man, I lost Monday Night Football is going to be Detroit at Green Bay. Green Bay laying four points. Um, I think Detroit is a fraud. Give me Green Bay. Uh, on the road. Let me just check, double check that. Detroit, Detroit. No, Green Bay at home. Yeah, give me Green Bay at home. Lane four. I think Green Bay solidly beats this team. Even when they're behind, they beat this team. Give me Green Bay, minus four. Miller? Sorry, can you give me the line one more time? Uh, Green Bay at home versus Detroit. They're laying four. Uh, Green Bay. <sighs> I'm hearkening back to the Hail Mary game. That's always which, what I'm hearkening back to. <laughs> in which I bet Green Bay. Uh, I felt great about betting Green Bay against Detroit and then thought I was and then was miserable I was going to lose the bet until the ridiculous Hail Mary. Um which bailed me out. Um, I don't know what to do with Detroit. Like, I don't think they're a very good team, but they played the Chiefs really well. The Chiefs almost fumbled that game away multiple times. Yeah, Stafford's been playing really well this year. Um, I don't know. I guess, give me Green Bay. Look, Aaron Rodgers sucks, but at least they have... Uh, you know, the running game's been good. Their defense has been very really legit. I don't know if Darnell Savage is uh, is playing or not. I know he was a little banged up. That would be a big loss if he's not. But um, give me Green Bay. Okay, we're going to go to our la- uh, second-to-last segment in memoriam. Let's just I, uh, just give a little moment of silence to the people we've lost this week. Stiffy, stiff, oh, sorry. Steven Goskowski? Yes. Chris Hogan. Matt Bosher. Mason Rudolph. Xavier Williams. James O'Shaughnessy. Jalen Samuels, Kyle Jusek, James Washington, Darren Sproles, Mike Pouncey, and a salute to Bill Bidwell, the Cardinals owner, dies at 88. The NFL shows no mercy. Uh, Last chance of the uh, podcast to talk a little. I don't think the NFL killed the Cardinals owner, by the way. 
the NFL shows no mercy for the rest of these people. <laughs> all right, like, um, all right, let's just go to the last, last, last thing of the, uh, of the, um, of the night. If I can, who are you facing this week, Miller? Do you know? All right, I got a little chance to talk shit about James. James, you stink. OBJ sucks. I'm going to win this week. Go on to 6-0. No big deal. I'll see you all next week. Peace.